We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. Well, we've been on the phone a smooth six hours before you guys have, we have pre-recorded this episode. So I'm going to post this to social media, but it's really, really sad. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's really bad. We literally had the show ready planned out and everything and we just spent the past six hours just talking <laughs> i guess it's good for production right it, it means that we can actually yeah you know well we weren't really discussion. talking about the show though right we were talking about yeah, our to clarify because <laughs> i told y'all lisa like my therapist said to her this is why you guys have to get good, good, good friends because it literally is free therapy. Like, you don't have to pay nobody. Like, not saying, you know, not discrediting the field, but when you got good friends, it's like, it's just free. <laughs> you have to I pay. know. And they can't charge you because they're not licensed. So, <laughs> <laughs> it just works. You have six hours of talking when your life is so bizarre that you just can't even put the pieces together sometimes. Even when other people's lives are bizarre. <laughs> I just think that if other people would stop having these bizarre lives, then a lot of what, you know, I'm going through <laughs> would just be solved. Like, it'd just be real easy. Won't be hard yeah, at all. like, hey, you get your life together, so you won't be in- interfering with my, with my life. Infringing upon mine, because I'm out here <laughs> trying to <laughs> just be as regular as I can be. And you having all this stuff going on is just jacking me up. But <laughs> well, we, I thank you for the therapy, Randall, because it was mutual therapy. We helped each other. As always, for six hours, <laughs> we literally need to like charge each other. Like, wish a rate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't even know what to charge. I don't even know what to charge. The saddest thing is, it's be, it's such a norm for us, like. It's a norm, especially when we haven't talked in a while, but it's such a norm that it's just like, I can't even charge you, yo. Because in one time or another, I, at this point, I don't even know who's who's used the most hours <laughs> at this point. We pro- it's probably just a wash. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. You have to get it out while you can. You why it's verbal. Absolutely. But another week of brunch culture, another week of scrolling down this good old timeline and seeing what's going scrolling on. Scrolling down the street. On I don't the know timeline, why. Reading about this. I was going to say something that was not. <laughs> so, yeah. So, scrolling down the timeline, you know, and this week was very interesting. There's a lot of stuff. I'm going to just start off with a, a quick shout out to uh, Juneteenth, which was on June yes. 18th. Uh, it's, it's amazing. If you don't know, and I think we've mentioned this before uh, for about Juneteenth. And if you don't know anything about Juneteenth, you need to Google it. You need to figure out. It's uh, June 19th, 1865. It was when the last group of slaves out in Texas found out that they were free. So this is a 
holiday, and Texas is actually a state holiday, and we celebrate it, but we celebrate it and commemorate it to um, recognize the struggle of those slaves that endured slavery, but to also recognize that at this point, we were considered uh, full people in some ways, technically. So, you know, it is almost like a, a, a... an Independence Day for Black people in this country, so um, it's really a big deal. Um, and I didn't know; I'll be the first to tell you. I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, "Oh, you don't know what Juneteenth is." I can't believe you're so ignorant. I was extremely ignorant; no idea what Juneteenth was until I got to college and heard somebody say it, and I was like, "What is that?" And then, you know, have actually the person that told me is one of my advisors, and she was very cool about it realizing that I didn't know and I was like yeah in my hood they don't teach this kind of stuff so it's really big it's really it's really a big deal and I I really think that if you don't know about it I challenge you to go out just to read up um go do some research and just read up and see what it's about and just really get a feel for the the historical uh reference of it and, and need for it news one now actually has a podcast where they explore it. I'm going to tell you guys, and I hope, hope you don't mind. I'm going to make this really fast, Lisa. But New- oh, <clears throat> News One Now has a podcast. If you don't listen to it, you should check it out. Um, it's just News One Now audio podcast on iTunes. And I think the episode it came out on... I'm going to get you guys a date. Crap, 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 crap. It's in my... Oh. It's in the, the things that's unplayed. Um, I think it came out on last week. Yeah, maybe it was last week. I can't. I'm. I, yeah, I can't find it. But news one now. Just go to news one now audio podcast. Look for it. It has like it says Juneteenth in the title. Um, but yeah, if you you listen to that podcast, uh, Roland Martin actually interviews a couple guys about it, and um, they talk about. They really kind of dive into the importance of Juneteenth and why not only should uh, it be something that we recognize, but it should be something that we hold on to and fight for being here um, and really just continue to spread knowledge to ourselves and to the younger generation about the importance and the significance of it. So check it out. Juneteenth uh, it's June 19th. It's dope. And what else happened in the scroll? Uh, my beloved King James one. Now, I didn't necessarily think he was going to win. I had no faith in that they would win the series. Yikes. Um, I saw what the Warriors did throughout the year. Um, So I know I really, it's bittersweet for me because I felt like I wasn't a true fan. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I just wasn't my usual in my fan mode because I didn't think they were going to pull it through. And I I just, I feel bad because I usually go hard harder for them so I don't want to take the full fan credit I don't want to take the full fan credit or honor because I didn't have, have the faith in them um, but I am proud of them look at you being honest a lot of people not honest like that like you you literally have some people that show up day of and be like alright <laughs> I always nah you wouldn't always you wouldn't always I wasn't with them the whole year because I didn't think they was going to make it and I love Bron. Um, but I didn't think, yeah, he shocked me. Um, yeah. If, if I was betting, I would have betted against him. <laughs> and that's just so real. That's good. Um, glad and you're I being did. real, though. Glad you're being real. Well, shout out to 
the Cavs and, and LeBron. I heard it was something like the parade that they had in, in Cleveland was like something like 1.3 million people showed up to this parade. Wow. Which is insane. Like, mm-hmm. it, ridiculously insane. Um, Jeff Johnson was talking about it on Ricky Smiley Morning Show, but he said, he was saying that like it was so much love and it was one of those events that you went to that everybody that showed up was just there to just express so much love and appreciation and just celebrate the moment and really live in that moment. So it wasn't any, you know, fights or drama. People like people coming to boo or anything negative, everything was really positive, which I think is really dope. That's dope. Shout out to LeBron and Savannah. I like that little Just bring it just bring it just bringing people together. Yeah. One win at a time. One yeah. win even if at you didn't think they was gonna make it. At least you're honest about it. That's <laughs> that's the important part. You're extremely honest about it, and that's what we like. Well, you know, one thing, one people I really wish would make it, the NRA. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just, it's really sad. And, you know, I told you, I explained to you my, my situation. So I mean, I'm going to be very careful about what I, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> I think that, you know, when we started talking about power and political power and we start talking about money and how our political system is really moved and kind of, not even kind of flawed, extremely very flawed in terms of money and power, it becomes extremely frustrating to think about why certain political officials will not say anything or will not, you know, consider any type of gun law, gun law changes or uh, reforming of any type of law surrounding guns because of the power that this organization has. It's really, really sad. It's pretty darn frustrating and disappointing. And you just don't, it, it just reminds you of all of the work that we have to do because we have yet so much work to do. And it's still, there's always going to be something to do in, in, a, in a political and social justice space. And I think when you, we consider the power that an organization like the NRA has and the amount of influence that they have on our political leaders, um, it, it's just one of those things where you're like, ah, gosh, and this is, you know, just when you and wanted to have hope in something, it here here we go. Right back, right back at the bottom. Exactly. So, but we do have congressional members, and just to be very very open, um, Democrats, House Democrats, uh, decided that they were going to stage a sit-in, and. It was all over the. It was all over the internet. All just everywhere. Just everybody was talking about it, and um, you know, people, mainstream media started to call it political, a political stunt. Which I mean, you know, it it definitely. I think it was political stunt to to raise to raise awareness and to draw attention, but definitely a political stunt that um, was was heartfelt and was people were passionate about. I'm quite sure, I have no doubt in my mind at all that, you know, this wasn't something that people were just deciding to do, particularly John Lewis. I To me, y'all know how I feel about John Lewis. He's, he's an icon. I feel like he can do very little wrong um, in my eye. So to have him lead the charge and have so many other Democrats say that we are going to 
we're gonna we're gonna sit, but we're gonna do this in two ways awareness to to push the argument. Oftentimes, what we see happen all the times is we'll talk about you know there'll be a, a, a terrible shooting. We'll have a conversation about guns, and then that conversation will get swept under the rug by some new headline, and then we'll just be silent until the next event happens. So, if for nothing else, I don't even if you consider it being political, I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that this sit-in continued the conversation in a large national space, which I think is good. Yeah, and you know when they started sitting in, and I said, "This is the ignorant part of me," yeah. I was just like, "Man." It's great, but I think they they kind of old to be doing this. I was like, who? You know, all of them was elderly. I didn't, you know, I might go be going to hell, yeah. So don't, you know, don't laugh at me. Um, I was just like, man, I respect it, but you guys, man, just get their aids in there, cause let them do it. <laughs> No, the sad thing. Get 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 John Lewis up off this floor. The real talk though, when John Lewis got down on the ground, I was like, man, y'all not gonna have legends sitting down for. I mean, <laughs> now we need to call an aid or something. And I'm all for you know him being there. And I know you know John Lewis is real about his, so I know he really wanted to be down there. But I'm like, yo, there's somebody else that can do this. The, the chief of staff, somebody can come down and just take this seat because you, you, we ain't got no pillows. We didn't have a lawn chair. Yeah, not gonna have John Lewis on that. But kudos to John Lewis because he handled like a G though. Like he really was. I was watching the. Um, I, I'm kind of on uh, Snapchat, but not really on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was watching some some clips that uh, were coming from there as well as from Twitter. Twitter, you know, Twitter has that whole like happening now and live. And so like I rolled over the next morning and saw that they were people were still streaming. I think they were doing it from like Periscope. I don't know how they got it to those other things, but. Anyway, but yeah, people were still like streaming and I was seeing like pictures and stuff like that. Um, shout out to the, um, was it Nancy Pelosi? Somebody was having a full out um, photo shoot and I was like, oh, 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 right. Well, you really going in like posing on the floor and everything. It was dope. Oh, wow. Nancy yeah. was doing that? Well, she kind of, she kind of still young. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I just, you know, I, I think it's, I was glad that, and this is no knock to nobody, but I was glad that the idea was, well, they cut the cameras off, but we actually have smartphones. Let's continue to stream here. Because I would have been been pissed if nobody kind of made that connection and all y'all just sitting in there with smartphones probably talking on them and nobody's in it. Yeah, that would have been rough. Facebook Live. You go live? I've never gone live. And for the life of me, I don't understand what people do. I just don't. I think maybe we could go live for Brunch Culture. We produce, you know, a show for me. Mm-hmm. We have a podcast. You know, people would want to see us do it. And I actually think it would be interesting for people to kind of see us um, record the show, at least sometimes. I think that would be dope. But if people are just, like, going live to be like, hey, I'm live, y'all, especially when they say that. I'm going live, <laughs> y'all. Obviously, we clicked on. Like, <laughs> I don't really understand the whole live thing, but you know me. I'm I I really do suck lately. And at first, I thought it was just because of my schedule, but I think I just kind of my crazy schedule this past year really just taught me that 
you know, social media can be extremely invasive and it's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with at times. And I think sometimes you just need to like chill. I don't need you to go live to show me that you're walking around the mall. I don't care. I love when people say I'm about to go live and they're like, I'm waiting for everybody to come in. Y'all come in. It's only two people watching right now. <laughs> when people go live, watch. can you you can see them? They see the number. Yeah, of you can see watching. who's who's viewing. That's people. sad. Yeah. So you consistently go on live with only two people following you. At least they, I can oh. say they got somebody's attention. That's what matters. Somebody's. I don't know. I <laughs> I I'm just like, but it it trips me out because they say I'm gonna wait to people to come in before I start talking. Nobody comes. <laughs> Literally, just start nobody talking. comes. Just go ahead, start talking. Nobody's coming right now. It's noon. People are at work. Yeah, um, really well, they might be on lunch, but they don't want to watch you on lunch. The live thing <laughs> for me, I, I, I'm not really understanding. But you know, hey, going live is your thing. Absolutely, make it happen. I'm all going for live. It. And what's that other thing? The Snapchat filters with the flowers. Yeah. I was gonna say something. Let me just shut up. I'm I'm just gonna keep my comments to myself. If which if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all. <laughs> but real talk, y'all can chill on these little little flowered halos and these googly eyes. Like I can understand one, but every day. And it's the every same day. the same the same photo. Like it doesn't I'm going to stop following people with Snapchat filters. It, it, it just doesn't. And I don't understand how you took it on Snapchat but posted it to Facebook. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Because it was a nice Why? angle and the filter made it look nice. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. The angle and the filter. And yeah. <laughs> and we're done. The angle and the filter. That's it. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it, yeah. So we're not going to be scrolling. Hopefully, we won't be scrolling through our timelines anymore and seeing any of that because, yeah, it's pretty light. <laughs> pretty darn over it. Do we have anything else for the scroll? Um, I think that's it. Let's get, let's take a break and we'll be back for our main dish. For our main dish, our main dish. Boom, 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 Who you came with? Who you came with? Boom, 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 Main dish. <laughs> was that the ending? You know what's so funny? I'm like doing moves with my hands and my eyes closed. Oh. As I'm singing it, and then I just like broke my hands apart, like. It was like the grand finale, and you yeah, just, I, okay, it, all right, I, well, in my soul, got it. It was there. As long so, as you felt it, that's what matters. Yeah, so that's what I'm so amped for this Prince um tribute Sunday. I hope it's good. 
Wait, the BT Wars is on, on Sunday? It's yeah, it's on Sunday or tomorrow. One of them. They changed. I don't know. It's this weekend. Nice. I didn't even realize that. I'm so detached. It's really bad. Come attach again. Yeah, I'm really that's that's bad. I didn't even know. I saw commercials for it. I for whatever reasons, I keep realizing that we're actually in the month of June. I kept think I, I keep thinking that like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, like the summer is coming, but the summer is here, it's now. It's now. The summer is now. I don't know. It's ignore that. Um <laughs> What are we talking about for our main dish? Um, I thought she was gonna introduce the topic. Oh yeah, I am. My bad. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm yeah. Anyways, so today, um in in response to uh the Freddie Gray still um not guilty verdict. Um, is this the second or third person? It's the uh, second, I believe. Yeah, I believe okay. it's the second, but this was the most... Um, this was the, the, the officer that was the driver. So this was honestly the person that was had supposed to... Yeah, he had the most responsibility. He ended up being the driver. He was supposed to uh, secure him in the, the backseat that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, in light of that, um, I was thinking this week, this week, how is that going to affect us who all support the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, because it seems to be we keep getting these kind of hits time and time again. And this time it was the indictment and everybody was cheering, you know, when um, we had the indictment and we were like, we, we got a victory. And then now it's like that victory is snatched away, you know, from us. Um, is that going to kind of cause us to kind of shrink back? Because in in the minds of some, it could be like, what's the point? You know, right. because what can we do that's going to be more effective than protesting? What can we do that's going to be more effective than tweeting? Like, at some, it seems like even if they get indicted, the law still favors those who um, are law enforcement. So... I mean, what can we do? It's like our hands are tied. And it could almost give a sense of hopelessness mm-hmm. uh, for those who do tweet, those who do go to protest, those who do lay it all out on the line um, for this movement. If it's not going to be changed, what do we do? And I think um, to throw some scripture in there, uh, just randomly, Proverbs, is there's a verse in Proverbs that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick and I started thinking about that as we were as as I was processing this I was like you know when you when you like when the hope is deferred like you become like man down and you're like man I'm just like is it is it ever gonna hopeless and so um I, I thought it was good that we talk about that here because I think we have to keep each other encouraged because when we get Absolutely. negative news like this it's it kind of causes you like to shrink back and say your voice don't doesn't matter. But I think our voices do matter and we have to keep pushing not for indictments. We have to keep pushing for indictments and guilty verdicts, but we also have to keep pushing for laws to be changed. Absolutely. Um, because if the law is in favor of police officers, then sending them to court is just, you know, not really doing anything. So we have to really focus on changing laws. Absolutely. Um, I think that that is the way to, 
I think that is definitely a part of the solution. But I think going back to just the original statement of will we start to get discouraged? And I think it's inevitable. Um, what I saw when I got the notification, I immediately text like three of my friends and was just kind of like, you know, it. I wasn't in such a I wasn't surprised in, in a sense, um, but very, very discouraged just in the moment and discouraged in the sense that it seems like there are no matter what happens, like we take one step forward. So you do get some indictments um, and you see a uh, prosecutor that seems to be really like, you know what? I want to be fair. Um, and people always argue that like, oh, well, fair is not saying that there is going to be um, a guilty verdict or someone's going to be charged. That doesn't mean that it's fair. It's just having a fair process, a fair chance at the justice system. Um, which is what we want. But I think that when you think about it, here's a life that is lost. And I think that's the thing that kind of comes in for me that becomes a problem because it's like, okay, so yes, we do have, there are more people um, that have to, that have to be, that there's, there's more deliberation that has to be done in other cases, other people that were, you know, charged. And so we have to get, it's it's not completely over, but when you hear things like, well, this officer actually had the um, the most severe charges uh, brought up against him. This officer, if he is going to get by, then it's going to be very hard to believe that anyone will be charged with anything um, or found guilty of anything because he had the most severe charges. It's kind of it becomes extremely discouraging. But you start to think, well. The people, a part of this system, they aren't realizing and recognizing that someone's life is lost. And I think Mm -hmm. that becomes extremely discouraging as a person, as a human being. I can't imagine being any anything else but being a black man. It adds a whole other layer of I wonder if this were me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This could have easily been me. There's so many different cases um, of black men being, you know, killed in so many fronts that you think like I wonder if this could or even will happen to me like I wonder if I'll be another you know hashtag I wonder if I'll be another person that people don't understand my my life and people don't respect my humanity you know what I'm saying like this is something that Mm -hmm. everyone should be an uproar in and not just black people not just brown people this should be something this should be a human issue this should be something that everybody's an uproar with because what we we are our tax dollars are going to these authoritative figures who are being trained and who are given the responsibilities to protect and serve and then we see so many we have so many unanswered questions and so many things that are just that are very obviously like sketchy that's happening and nobody's being held accountable for um Mm -hmm. i also saw right before earlier while we were talking before we started recording i think i saw that um the officer that like need the girl and like was on top of the girl and remember that video from texas and it was like the pool party with a bunch of kids white kids and black kids and the black girl was the one he like slung down on the ground and was like mm-hmm. kneeing her in the back well he was um there was there, there was an indictment brought up against him either and so oh wow exactly and it's video it's video footage right 
And so you start to think, literally you start to think about it and it becomes extremely discouraging. I think the, the thing that we have to consistently do is realize that you are at some point in time during this journey, then the journey of change, you are going to get discouraged. I think there's one thing to point out, which is I was listening to uh, a show some time ago here recently, and they said this is the the largest conversation that has ever been had about police brutality and this is the longest time frame that honestly any topic has been continued on especially in the current day news cycle that we're consistently talking about these things right and a lot of this is motivated and fueled by social media activity um it's it's motivated by people having camera phones and being able to record things so we keep seeing this these things out there so it's keeping the conversation going and if you know anything about uh the power of media you know that when people are talking about it that's when you really can get things like action to happen so i love the fact that this happened and i think it's something that we need to celebrate we need to celebrate you know these small changes that are happening these small like successes that we're experiencing so we are able to shape the conversation and we are able to use the tools of the people to highlight and to spotlight these things. So in order to stay encouraged, we have to acknowledge that. But at the same time, we also have to take it a step further and not just protest, not just tweet. But it is so, 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 so important for us to exercise our right to vote, but not just in the presidential election, but in these local elections. Because what happens is in these cases, these are the people that have the power, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a judge that is not bringing, in, that is not finding anyone guilty for something that is sketch, or you have a judge that is telling somebody that you get six months for a crime that somebody else got eight years for, and the literally the only difference in the situation becomes skin color, you, you have to, we have to understand that not only should we talk about these things and tweet about these things, but we also should use that energy and momentum to get out to vote for people and to also show up to these people's offices, to show up to their rallies and to put pressure on them. Um, We talk about presidential race and just to kind of to detour a little bit, we talk about like Hillary Clinton and, and, you know, how so many people are anti-Hillary Clinton, particularly a lot of black people. A lot of my black friends are just like, uh-uh, I don't see it for her. Um, but the one thing that I appreciate, and I disagree in, on, on, in many ways, but the one thing that I appreciate and I love is the amount of pressure that the Black Lives Matter movement has consistently put on the Hillary Clinton champa- campaign. And the beautiful thing is we start to see that there's a response that comes to it and and not just like a general response, but she starts to uh, respond. The campaign starts to respond to specific things. And that's what this entire process is about. Right. It's not about like getting this complete, like we may never see a clear change in our lifetime, but it's about being energized and going to those people that have the power and continuing and consistently putting that pressure on them. And you start to see them turn around because literally these politicians work for the people. They work for us. They're here for the constituents. So, um, in a nutshell, I know I just talked for a long time and I know y'all are so used to me running my mouth, but I think that that's what we need to do. We recognize that we will get discouraged and it's something that's inevitable. But I also think that it's really important that, you know, we 
use the momentum and the energy that we have to turn it into some political uh, movement and not just voting for someone that doesn't look like us, but being a person that's going to be bold enough to say that I am going to run. Uh, I was so proud of uh, DeRay when he said like he was going to run for uh, Baltimore mayor. I was like, this is amazing. Like he should do this because the one thing that, you know, really changes it is if we get someone that understands this movement and whether he had a true chance to win or not or was going to win or not. I just think it's amazing for people that look up to him to see that not only is he passionate about being an activist, but he's always he's also going to take this momentum. He's going to put it and energize it to an actual you know campaign to try to run for a public office to truly have some sort of chance at making some changes. So I think that that's dope. And I think that that's the type of note that we need to take um, as we continue to move forward. Yeah. And I think if, if we could take anything away from our current events, if we just look at what happened in the UK, like nobody thought that they were going to pull away from um, the European union, like Mm -hmm. nobody they didn't think it had a chance. Like all the people like in power were like, that's not going to happen. Whatever. These just are some, you know, people that are, you know, thinking radically and they did it. And everybody's like, oh, shoot. Like, you know, I don't think it's the best thing. I mean, unless you're Donald Trump, he said today that it's great that they're taking their country back, just like America's going to take, we're going to take our country back. But that's a whole nother story. But if we look at it as far as I feel like you can learn something from anything and the fact that looking at them and a motivated group of people revolutionized. I mean, I'm sure this will be go down in history um, because they were just they refused to give up and they thought it was possible. And we just have to have that same attitude on our end to believe it's possible and don't let these non-indictments discourage us and keep keep on pushing and fighting a good fight. Absolutely. And it, it is, again, it is, I think that when we, we, we have to take a, take a page from the people before us. And, and, and this is probably controversial in many ways because a lot of people think that, you know, I think you, was it you that said it? Maybe I was listening to something. Somebody said, and I mean, I know this is a thing, but somebody just said it recently in reference to um, a conversation I was listening to. And it was like, there's nothing new under the sun. Oh, it was you. I was reading a post yeah. that you said, yeah, on um, Facebook. And I, you know, it just kind of hit me and I, it hit me again because I've heard, you know, my mom and older people say this all the time, but it really just hit me from the standpoint of, it's so true. We don't need to, in some ways, we don't need to recreate the will. We really need to improve the will. And so we look at how long, excuse me, it took change to happen back in the day. And we see that, honestly, we're just at the beginning, right? We can't Mm -hmm. tire out now. We can't give up now. We can't get so discouraged at this point that we feel like, you know what, it's hopeless because it's never hopeless. Because if it were hopeless, then we honestly would not have any of the change that we have, any of the growth that we have at all. Like it just would not be possible whatsoever. So I think that it's important for us to look at and to consider who fought before us, who marched before us, who stood in front of Congress before us and stood in, stood up to the presidents before us. And, and in the time where, you know, 
things were very legal. Like Jim Crow was very real and people were able to do things and which without any type of recourse. And honestly, that's what we're fighting for against today. But we have numbers and we have, you know, video footage. And there's so many things that we have, tools that we have to use that this is not the time to get discouraged. Like we have a long, long way to go. And as I would say, it may not happen in our lifetime, but I believe that the work that we do today, the groundwork that we lay today is going to, you know, make all of the difference. And considering things like having podcasts, having the internet, um, it's, this is really what makes everything different, right? Because back in, back in the day, there was, you had radio stations that would not allow this type of conversation to be had um, and this type of encouragement to go out to people. And some people may think that, oh, you know, this is pretty lame and this is pretty stupid. But honestly, I believe that there's somebody that's out there that's not, that's starting to get discouraged. And it's very, very easy. You don't even have to be in the thick of the movement or the thick of like, hey, I'm, as people would like, I'm pro-black or whatever. You don't have to even be, consider yourself an active activist, but just seeing these images and hearing these stories consistently over and over and over again can become extremely discouraging, particularly when you're a black person, because you start to think like, this person looks like me. This person did something that I did. This person was told that they were too aggressive. Well, I'm aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I can be aggressive if I'm annoyed or I can say, you know, whatever, just kind of off the fly and put in a certain situation. But because of that, their life is considered less than someone else. Like those types of realities are very hard um, to, to pills to swallow and things to know, but just looking at who came before us, we can get that energy that we need to know that we honestly are on the right path. And there's things that we should be doing and continue to have to do to improve. But I think we have to maintain encourage. We have to stay encouraged and maintain encouragement and just keep on, keep on, keep it on, keep it on, and keep on pressing on. Yep. So let us know if you um, were feeling any type of way, how you keep encouraged through this thing. Hit us up on um, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram with the hashtag ChatBC. Let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you. And we'll be back with our Toast or Rose. Toast or roost? So, so oh, oh, you gonna kick it off? <laughs> yeah, I'll kick it off with um, I have a toast, and I know people probably like, well, he finally toasting. He's so mean. Nah, but I actually have a toast, and um, again, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of shows. Um, I really consume. I really I enjoy podcasting, not just because we create a podcast, but simply because I think it's a great. It's a great form of uh, getting knowledge and, and entertainment. And so it's just really good. So I do it a lot. Anyway, I was listening to this show and they were 
talking about positive affirmations. And I'm, I was reminded of a time that I had to use positive affirmations to really get out of bed in the morning. Like it was really, really hard. And um, just to really kind of gain confidence and believe in myself. And I think that people kind of sleep on it. I think that we always, I think it's easy if you haven't, you haven't been a person that's been positively impacted by using positive affirmations that it's kind of easy to think it's like some crazy self-help stuff that really don't work, but it actually does work and it actually is pretty amazing. And so um, just saying to myself that I actually just want to start doing that just kind of for my mental sanity uh, in, th- in the wake of everything that's going on and being so discouraged, being able to just speak life into yourself. Um, looking in the mirror and using like the mirror technique, which is simply looking in the mirror and looking at yourself um, and saying, speaking positivity to yourself and, and looking at things that you have that you may consider flaws and just speaking to those things, saying like, you know, I'm beautiful in this. I'm beautiful and I like this about me and you're you're talented and you are uh, a conqueror and you're smart and you're intelligent and you're saying this, I'm saying you, but you're actually standing in the mirror and you're saying this about yourself and putting your name in front of it. Right. So that I don't know if you ever have to, I'd send a lot of emails at work. So I see my name and my signature, but being able to associate that name that I'm saying, and I'm seeing with all of these positive things that I may not be getting in my daily life or from anybody. So if you don't use any positive affirmations, there are a ton of websites out there that have them, but I think it's really important too for you to be able to create your own. So it comes from your heart and it's authentic. So write down some positive things about yourself, some positive traits, post them on like your, uh, your mirror in your bathroom or maybe your mirror in your car, wherever you see a mirror all the time and literally just look at yourself and repeat those things. And it, it makes a heck of a difference in how you feel from day to day. Even if you are just naturally a confident person, I think positive affirmations are just beneficial to everybody. So toast to positive affirmations, toast to anybody that use positive affirmations and let's keep at it. Yeah, that's dope. I, I try to tell myself um, good things about myself when I'm getting discouraged. I'm for it. Um, yeah. And it works. I'm all for it. This week, I want to toast to Greenleaf. Um, I guess I should toast to Oprah. So I found out about the show through Facebook because I don't watch on TV. I just don't. I don't watch the haves and have-nots. Um, I listened to my my grandma talk to this one of her clients today about the haves and have-nots like it was people. <laughs> uh, but you know how older people, like, when they, like, their stories, stories and they... Yeah. They yeah, have and have not to me seem like an all black stories. I watched yeah. half of one episode. I was just like, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> but anyway, Greenleaf um, found out about it through Facebook, and it's been amazing. I'm hooked. Like, yeah, I've I watched the like after the first three shows. If you download the own TV app, they let you watch the fourth episode like a a week ahead. I watched. Mm-hmm. The, I stayed up. Like two o'clock in the morning. It was so sad watching that. Um, but it's good. So shout out to Oprah. It's a great show. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to how it plays out. It's drama it out. But um, yeah, it's dope. Dopeness. I'm gonna have to check that out. I don't I keep telling myself I'm waiting on power. So 
Maybe I'll oh, yeah, maybe I'm excited. Good. And yeah. Suits coming out, too, again. I'm just excited about the summer. Yeah, I don't know about Suits. Suits. You don't watch Suits? I did. You I, told me. I told you, yeah, I got too, I'm just like way too far behind. Everybody tells me I like it, but I'm not catching up to that. Yeah, I, I binge watch to catch up. Okay, that ain't a bad idea. He's <laughs> like, I don't got that kind of time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're going to leave you with our good vibe. Today's good vibe comes from Ed Setzer. says, never value ability over character. Character eventually catches up. And, yo, character is important. It doesn't matter your skill set if you don't have the character. Talent can get you there, but character is what's going to keep you there. So Absolutely. focus on your character. Uh, build your character. And um, that's important. That's key. That's key. Make it happen. Well, guys, we thank you so much for listening to Brunch Culture. Uh, we, You know where you guys can follow us. Follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture. Uh, make sure you email us at brunchculturebc at gmail.com and send us any questions you have, anything you want us to talk about here on the show. Um, interact with us. Let us know how we can promote you as well. We like to connect with people. We like to get people on the show that are doing some amazing things for young professionals and just really trying to change the world. We are on this whole kick of changing the world. And I'm all for um, we're going to have to come up with some kind of way. Maybe we can come up with like a segment of like somebody that's changing the world or somebody that's shooting and change the world or something like that. Just to highlight people more just on the show without actually having to interview them if we can't. Um, but just I, I, I'm all like literally I've been getting like the surgeons of people that are doing some amazing things. Shout out to the Power Circle um, for featuring me on their site, on their their uh, Spotlight Sundays. It was really dope. But if you actually go to thepowercircle.com, they actually have a lot of great articles, a lot of great writers. I've contributed uh, some things. But I, if you just go there and look at, they literally, you see these people that are doing some amazing things. Like Great was, article, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I was, I was really honored to be a part of it, but just looking at the people that's in the ranks and it's like really these are people that are just starting things uh from scratch and just visionaries and really are just trying to impact culture and just change the world which i love so i'm all for that of course that's what we're trying to do here on brunch culture which is how i got spotlighted um so again I, I got spotlighted but shout out to you too lisa but y'all make sure y'all hit us up connect with us let us know what we can do to continue to just get better, to continue to, to, to try to change culture, to try to change, honestly, the world and just use our platform in a positive way. And of course, as always, remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.